and welcome in. It is Friday night, 10.05 here on September 15th, 2023, or judging by tonight's episode of SmackDown, maybe it's 1999 again or 2005 or somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, a lot of big names, a lot of big stars showing up tonight. Uh, honestly, gosh, I think this is like the first episode in a few weeks where I'm like, yeah, they were all right without Roman Reigns tonight. They 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 brought out the big guns uh, for tonight's show. On top perfect, of was, perfect storm tonight. Yeah, on top Man. of what was already a huge uh, newsworthy week for for WWE. So we got a lot to get into tonight. Welcome in. This is Smack Talk here on the Sports Kita Wrestling Facebook page and the Wrestle Binge by Sports Kita YouTube channel. Rick Uchino, SP3. And the wrestling legend himself, Dutch Mantel. We're with you guys for the next 45 minutes or so. I say or so because if this is your first time joining us, typically we don't shut up long enough to get <laughs> within 45 minutes. Uh, but regardless, we're going to do our best tonight. But like I said, there's a lot uh, to discuss tonight. And uh, man, Dutch, you said it was a perfect storm tonight. Did you think it was a perfect show? How did you think they did tonight? Harold? No, I, I like the show because this reminded me of shows. They were talk heavy tonight, yeah. but the talk segments were good. They were interesting and didn't go too long. Uh, nobody expected Pat, uh, Pat McAfee to be there, and he shows up because of that big game tomorrow yeah. with Colorado and Colorado State. And Deion Sanders is the hottest guy in college football right now. We can thank Deion Sanders for tonight's segment. I believe we can do that. If Deion Sanders isn't the coach of Colorado and his team isn't as hot as it is to start this season, Pat McAfee ain't there. I don't know if The nope. Rock is there. And this segment don't – Thank you, Prime. I'm going to say it. Thank you, Deion Sanders, for tonight's SmackDown. Without you, it does not happen. It does well, not Prime happen. Well, Prime, he does own pro uh, college football right now. He, yeah. he, he, he is hot. And what a salesman he is. The coach from Colorado State said something about him. Then he come back, and he said something else. And he's got his son. It's a great story. It, it really is. And then Pat McAfee come out, and then uh, Mr. Austin Theory came out. And Austin Theory, see, this is the type of segments that get talent over. Now, Austin Theory is over more right now than he was before tonight. He didn't beat nobody, but he got a lot of attention. And look at the ring he shared. I call this getting over by osmosis. When he's in the ring with Pat McAfee, then out of nowhere, the rock shows up. Now it's getting interesting, so I, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be really highly interested in, in, to see what this segment did. Because neither one of the neither one of those guys were advertised. I'm, no. It had to pick up as it goes along. No, and was the was the Rock trending tonight? Did he trend on because oh, yeah. of his appearance? Of yeah, yeah, he did. Of course he did. Um, okay. And look, there, there's so many different angles I want to take on, on on this to to start off. First off, if, you, if anybody didn't follow along with what was going on today, uh, an hour away from Boulder, Colorado in Denver, uh, excuse me, from Denver, where SmackDown was in Boulder, Colorado, that's the site of a big uh, football game tomorrow, which means college game day is there. Pat McAfee did his show live from Boulder today, and The Rock was a guest on his show. Now, The Rock made some headlines today by saying, basically, his match with Roman Reigns was locked in. Uh, for WrestleMania 39, and then, you know, they, they just couldn't agree upon how to make it as big as possible. I believe we're, I'm paraphrasing there, and uh, he left the door open for WrestleMania 40, so that obviously got a lot of people talking. Then there were some minor reports that maybe somebody on Pat McAfee's team had let it slip that The Rock and Pat would be on SmackDown tonight, but it didn't really gain, like, wide traction or anything. 
But when Pat came out to start the show, man, you had a feeling that things yeah. were going down. And that's when everybody started to tune in. This segment was not involved on the internal run sheets, according to Sean Rossap from Fightful.com. Uh, the Rock was not listed internally, and nobody would expect him to be because they wanted this to be as big of a secret as possible. But yeah, Dutch, I'm willing to bet uh, as soon as Pat McAfee came out, uh, people tuned in in case The Rock showed up. And then the second SP3 that The Rock's music hit, you knew everybody our age was texting all of our friends and saying, turn Fox on right damn now. I, 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 I texted my sister who's not even a wrestling fan, but she's a rock fan. Like, like that, that, like, like that, that, that's the difference. That's the difference. And that's why today I've been on my hill that I'm willing to die on. And it's <laughs> saying, Cody, learn a different language or go yep, to a yep. different emotion if you want to fix <laughs> your story at Mania 40. Because the biggest match WWE could give us is The Rock versus Roman Reigns. At WrestleMania 40, if this man goes on ESPN, what was it, Game Day, whatever it was, it was, game it was Pat McAfee's show. Like that's oh, Pat, Pat McAfee's show. All the people who watch this Pat McAfee show is seen all, all, all over the place on different platforms. He went on there and made new a new story. He took the news headlines from Jay Cargill. Jay Cargill had the news headlines for two days, and we're gonna be talking about that. Her leaving AEW for possibly WWE, and now that's completely buried in the headlines So The Rock returned at, on SmackDown and the fact that earlier today he said, I'm open to WrestleMania 40. If he's open to it, then what the hell is stopping everybody? Unless it's, unless it's The Rock, he's going to pump fake again. What? If he's going to pump the fake again, I'm so, I'm, I understand him pump faking last time because I understand they had this planned for in the beginning of 2022, and we know how 2022 panned out with Visit Man and all that drama. And, you know, I understand him being like, oh, we put our pencils down and we said we we're not going to do it. Okay, WrestleMania 40, everything is on the bloom right now for WWE. The story makes sense. Philly was the first ever time he main evented a WrestleMania back at WrestleMania 15 against Stone Cold Steve Austin. The whole story with the bloodline. This is something that it needs right now. So was this the first was this the first show with Endeavor? Yeah. Yes. Minus, minus NXT on Tuesday. Minus NXT on Tuesday because that was like hours after the deal became official. But, yeah, this was the first main roster show with Endeavor. So Endeavor looks at this show and they said, damn, we made the right decision. Listen to those people. Look at the coverage we're getting. So it's – and that's why I called it the perfect storm coming together all at the same time. It, it felt like the first time that they debuted on Fox. It, it felt like Fox's opening show, which, by the way, I think was the last time The Rock was on WWE TV, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, SB3 would know more than I would. He's got a better mem memory. But that's the last time I remember him showing up on, on Fox yeah. in the first episode. So, uh, and again, at that point, he was out there with Baron Corbin and Becky Lynch. And tonight he comes out there with Austin Theory and, uh, and Pat McAfee. Real quick on Austin Theory. This man is 26 years old. He's 26 yep. years old. He has already had segments or programs with Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and now The Rock. Yep. 
Like this man is living everybody's dream that was born between 1985 and 1999. Like literally, he's just living living every man's dream. Like the guy's already got a hell of a resume, and it doesn't matter. He got his ass whooped tonight. Does not matter at no, all. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. This fires him right back up. Fires him right back up. Absolutely. Now they gotta find somebody for him to work with because the Rock and Pat McAfee ain't gonna be there next week. But they need to find somebody because this and even his promo exchange tonight with McAfee. That's more of Austin theory that I'm looking for. I thought he had some really good lines in there. And by the I way, love- Nick Houseman of House House of Wrestling reported that this entire opening segment tonight was Triple H. Triple H without I'm sure. input. And it showed. I love I love the line about uh, Denver. So you can't you can't ask these people. Hell, they're high from <laughs> for, for being so altitude is so high. That was a great line. But I, I love the show. This reminded me of a show back years ago when the people would complain there's no wrestling on it much, but it was talk heavy and was interesting. Yeah. Really, this show flew by, kind of. Uh, look, I don't care yeah. if it's in the ri- I don't care if it's on the microphone or you know in the ring. Just be entertaining. And tonight's show and was it was entertaining. It was. it was entertaining, and it started with The Rock, and it, it is a it is a testament to that man and his staying power and his popularity. He's made maybe what a dozen appearances or so in WWE in the last 20 years. Yet his music hits. He comes out there. The roof blows off the joint. He doesn't really do anything outside of playing the hits, but just slightly alters them. And every wrestling fan is partying like it's 1999 again. Like it's, yep. it's unbelievable. Like him, John Cena, <laughs> Stone Cold. Who else does anybody do that for? Like those three guys, man. It's just it's insane. I mean, it, it honestly, the Rock is is a little bit different. I think Rock and Austin, you could say, is different because they just take me back to to my childhood. Yeah. Take me back to to you know all the great moments. I was on my feet for pretty much that whole entire opening segment because once Matt McAfee was out there, I was like. Okay, is it? Yeah, is it we'll do, yeah that's I was like, I was waiting for it when he said, "This is the people and the people's show." I was like, "Oh, oh man, he is, it's gonna happen!" And, Dude, and, you can and, feel the tension in the in the arena. Like everyone's like, "Oh shit, something's about to go uh-huh. down." Just the way he said it, <laughs> and the way he paused, and that little half second that the production guy waited until he hit the music. God, it was so perfect. And then when he hit the music, my God, that reaction. That reaction dwarfed anything that L.A. Knight has gotten in the last, like, month and a half. And that's not a shot at L.A. Knight. That's just how insane of a pop that was for Dwayne when he came down. And, look, I again, going back to Austin Theory, though, I thought he played his part perfectly in this exchange. When he hit The Rock with his It Doesn't Matter, I was like, oh, shit. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. On that. I was like, I was like, this was a light years better than the John Cena segment. This is how you get him over. This is how you get yep. him over. In a, and you don't. He didn't tear him down. Rock talked to him like he would have talked to any other heel. Yeah. So it just put him on the same level of any other heel the Rock has exchanged with. And he got to use the Rock's line against him. So yeah, like this was so much better. This was the best segment that Austin Theory has had. Austin Theory had a better WrestleMania matchup with Pat McAfee than John Cena. And he had a better segment with The Rock than John Cena. You know who I felt sorry for tonight, Dutch? Who? 
Whoever was in charge of the sensor button uh, backstage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that did get all screwed up. Man, when they switched sides, <laughs> you know, they were like, saying the same thing, but they guy, weren't being censored. <laughs> that, guy, that guy backstage was saying more cuss words than he was trying to bleep. <laughs> no, it was, it was a, a it, great it, it opening was, segment. It almost sucks that this was on Fox tonight because like, I wish it was on USA or TNT or something else because I would have loved to have been able to hear that whole entire exchange between, uh, you know, just rock and calling him an a-hole and getting that one half the crowd and flipping it around. Pat McAfee, after insinuating that he was high, if he wasn't smoking weed before the show, yeah, by the way, yeah. he was high on life during this entire segment. And when they were talking backstage afterwards, they're right. That crowd would have done that for two straight hours. They could have cut the entire show and I would have watched it. I would have watched the whole damn thing, SP3. Folks, I saw Pat McAfee's eyes. He was high. He was definitely high. Once he <laughs> said it, I looked at his, I looked at his pupils and I was like, yeah, he's high. He's high. He's high right now. He had a good old time, man. Got to do the yeah, people's he elbow. That. Got to do the people's elbow. Got to be in the opening segment in front of that hot Denver crowd. Got to be in the ring when that pop erupted for The Rock. Got to be the introduction for The Rock. Man, that was a great moment for Pat McAfee. That's probably the best moment he's ever had in WWE. Did you see hey, that, how- that may that may end up on the game tomorrow? You think so? Oh, During yeah. The pre-game? Oh, absolutely it will. It's on Fox, right? They own it. Uh, well, yeah, the game. And I, I'm thinking it, it it was, it's mm. it's on Fox, right? The game? I don't know if the game's on Fox. I know college game day is on ESPN, so I'm pretty sure I don't think Fox would like the fact that they were plugging uh, college game day from Pat McAfee tonight at their <laughs> big noon kickoff. But they got the rock out of it, so I think they'll let it slide uh, on that one. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe it'll show up on Fox with the with the rock coming out there. But did y'all see how slow Pat McAfee was before he jumped and did that people's elbow? He was high as a kite. He's like, I got to make sure I hit the right person here because yeah. I'm seeing three of these dudes right now. He was trying to figure out the moves. So uh, <laughs> yes. here. especially hey. when he stood it right before he dropped it, his leg back here. <laughs> Still better than Snoop's. Still better than Snoop's. But anyway, uh, Dutch, <laughs> going back to the original question here, SP3 made it known. Like, when The Rock drops the fact that he's open to WrestleMania 40, uh, unless the writers and actors strike end sometime soon and he gets a big payday and he's not, like, able to go and do the show, do you book the match? Do you do him and Roman in Philadelphia? I saw a lot of people saying, hey, the time is, has passed. I'm not interested in that anymore. I guarantee you those same people are going back and deleting tweets after they see the rock show back up tonight. Now the question is, what does do you, he do? Do you, I, book rock I, and I think, do you book rock and Roman at WrestleMania 40 if you can. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Anybody would. I mean, you could take a, a deaf blind man that's been dead two years. He'd still book it because they're going to, I mean, what else are you going to get bigger than that? Nothing. So go with it. If they if they announced it tomorrow, he'd sell out by. If you announce it right now, he'd sell out before three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they don't really have that many tickets left. They already, they sold like ninety five thousand between both days on like the the first day that tickets went available before a match was even. That's how hot a WWE ticket is right now. Jesus, uh, tonight's show in Denver, by the way, according to Sean Rossap, was the highest grossing ever in. WWE in Denver history. They had 14,000 fans in there tonight. So, and they got a hell of a show. So, the other question becomes 
Oh, poor Cody. What do you do with Cody at this point? Um, oh boy. <laughs> suddenly he's, he's hey, hard times, hard times, buddy. Away from the island of relevancy on this raft he's been stuck on since WrestleMania 39. Well, at least he's out of AEW, so he didn't have to worry about that. But he'll know he'll get a chance sometime. But I, I feel like the backup's got to be him and Rollins, right? I feel like that's the backup, him and Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yep, probably. You don't but drop guys, Cody in the middle of Rock Roman, do you? You don't make that a triple threat, do you? No, no, that's, a, that's just, a, I wouldn't do that. That's an awful idea. I, 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 I'm I'm not throwing things friends. out there. Don't, don't get hasty at me. I'm just throwing things out there. No, no, I'm just saying that. I told, I told one of my good friends that that's a, that's an awful idea. I don't think that's a good idea. That is, that is, that is a bad idea. I hate three ways anyway, because you bring in the Rock back first time. What? When's the last time he was on a, uh, WrestleMania? Last time he actually wrestled a match, like was seen well, in right? WrestleMania 29. My first ever WrestleMania I was there live for. Not counting the squash against ten Eric Rowan. Yeah, 10 years ago. Against and Cena. you can't pass that up because I th if I was a fan, I'd say, what a triple. I would be kind of a little yeah, why, pissed off about why, it. After yeah. all this, we were not going to get Rock and, Ro Rock and Roman. There's going to be some people that be like, we already saw Cody and Roman. Cody had his chin. Yeah. His time has passed. See, I started that argument on Twitter today. <laughs> with, with Cody, your own news. news. I was like, Get the hell out of here. Your time has passed. We yeah. missed the boat. We, missed <laughs> we wish the you the best. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You know, you know, the, they said the bloodline is only in the bottom of the third. Maybe right now it's in the, the, the top of the fourth. I don't know. You gotta act I, I think it's in a rain delay but, moment. But, but Cody's whole finishing the story, folks, we're only in the bottom of the first. Yeah. We're only in the bottom of the yeah, first. Yeah, the innings a story to tell. Actually, yeah, How we were in the third. Now we backed up an inning or two. Now we're in the first. So wait your turn, Cody. Get over exactly. there. Hard times, baby. Look, and I get what I, I get the joke what Ozzy's going for here, but it does matter what they do with Cody at WrestleMania next year because he still is one of your most over dudes. And that's going to be the interesting thing. If you work rock in there with Roman, now all of a sudden you got a backup of baby faces that you got to figure out what to do. You got to figure out to do what, with Cody. You got to figure out what to do with Seth Rollins. You got to figure out what LA Knight's match is going to be. And we'll talk about LA Knight tonight because he made, uh, look, he, he's got a date with Roman sometime soon. So we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, man, if, if the rock takes one of those guys places, what do you do with Gunther? I mean, are you moving him up the card? So it's really going to be interesting to see how the, how, what kind of trickle down Dutch this has in the rest of the card. If rock takes this spot that everybody had earmarked for Cody. Well, now what do you do with Cody? They don't even know what to do with Cody right now. He's been stuck. <laughs> after, he beat, after he beat Brock Lesnar, he has been stuck in Judgment Day purgatory. He's facing Dominic Mysterio on Monday. No disrespect to Dominic Mysterio, but what the hell are we doing with Cody Rhodes? Well, if you put Cody Rhodes in against Roman, he's already lost one time. You'd have to switch the title then. You would have to. Because by that time, Cody would just be – he'd be deader than 6 o'clock. And – if you put uh, the, the rock in there now, a single match is easier to book than a return because you're not basing it on anything. So if I was booking, I would rather book the rock and, uh, and the man, the head of the bloodline 
together. And so you're not running, you're not doing the same thing you did before. So here's the, and it's new, it's brand new to the people. And I don't think they'd they'd be able to call it. I think they'll call it anyway, but. So just to kind of tie everything together here, because LA Knight's got a date with Roman Reigns at, at some point. Um, SP3, if, if Roman faces the Rock at, at WrestleMania, does anybody and the title is on the line? Does anybody really think the Rock is going to win? Rock, the Rock's going to be the one to end Roman's three plus year reign and take the championship off of him, or are we really keeping the title on Roman Reigns past WrestleMania forty at this point? Like, you're you barely the eyes like I'm an idiot, but like I'm, I'm asking a no, genuine no, question. No, it's because it's because you said, oh, you know. L.A. Knight has a date with with Roman Reigns. Does anybody think L.A. Knight's going to beat Roman Reigns? No, but it's a nice it's a nice chance. It's a nice chance to do this match for L.A. Knight. You know, the payoff for all the popularity that he's gained. It's a great moment and a great opportunity. With the, with the Rock, it's a great story to tell, and it feels like the culmination of this whole bloodline story. And it's the biggest possible match WWE can. Hit. I think that people need to accept the fact. The fact that I've accepted a long time ago. Yeah, WWE, you need to do it. WWE don't care what a couple of fans of Cody Rose or a couple of fans is like, oh, I don't want all these part-timers in the main event of WrestleMania. Kapui! They care about the bottom line. They care about the dollar-dollar bill, y'all. TKO, that's why the color is green. It's all about that green, y'all. That's fine. You can book... Uh, bu- Book Roman and Cody, or not, excuse me, Roman and Rock all damn day. I don't care. I don't care if that's your night two main event. Does it need the the WWE Universal Championship involved in it? Yes. 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 They have have said this for years to us that they think the title adds more importance to the story and makes it the main event of WrestleMania. That not only is it a story about these two iconic figures that are trying to fight over, you know, the power of a family, the symbol of that is not a lay. It is the championship that one guy has had for four years now. And you also have the added story of the rock and play mind games with Paul Heyman, because the last time Paul Heyman had a record-breaking champion, it was the rock. That ended that reign. So there is a lot of story elements here where sure. the title is necessary. If I want to be the, the proponent for this story, I was a proponent of this story at 39. I'm not giving up on this at 40. We did your Cody story. You got your Cody story. You don't get back-to-back WrestleMania main events. Dutch, what do you think? You think that match needs the title? With uh, with Roman and uh, the Rock, yeah. Oh yeah, it'd have to be. Oh, there's, there's things you can do, but believe me, the first thing if they booked a match with Roman and the Rock without the title, and I'm a fan, I'm pissed off. See what I mean? He's putting it up against everybody else in all these WrestleMania main events and all these other places. Wow, and the Rock being a part timer. That doesn't affect me. I don't think it affects the regular fan anyway. They can bitch and moan and say everything they want to, but I don't think it bothers most people anyway because now you're going to look at the publicity just that match would get. I mean, you'd have the New York Times and you'd have all the 
Oh, the network's picking it up and everything. That's the biggest WrestleMania they could book right now. The biggest. And Cody, sorry, pal. You made this big move, and you you wanted you, you wanted to do your hard time like your daddy. That's fine. The story's still there, but you got to wait your time, wait your turn on this. Hey, just to make sure it would really get maximum publicity, I'd make Oprah the special referee. Is what I would do. Well, I got a reaction. Something wrong with you. <laughs> Something wrong with you. Buddy. We'll get back to Mister uh, La Knight uh, a little bit uh, later here. Um. After this segment, by the way, we, we did have a match. Uh, I didn't watch most of it because I was still, you know, uh, giddy and taking notes of what I had just watched with The Rock. Uh, but Finn Balor beat AJ Styles. I did see that Jimmy Uso uh, interrupted him, interrupted the match and, and helped Finn get the win. Uh, how was this match, uh, SP3, if you caught most of it? It felt it quick. Good. Felt really yeah, it quick. was good. It was short, but it was good. It's AJ Styles and Finn Balor. I mean, they can't have a bad matchup, yeah. but it wasn't their best matchup, that's for sure. And uh, the the finish was kind of wonky. It was a regular kind of TV finish with a distraction to get the win. There wasn't anything to write home about as far as the wrestling on the show, like Duck said. It was no. mostly about the promos on the show and setting setting things up and just presenting the t- two of the biggest stars of all time were on bookended the show, so. Everything that happened in the middle, it's kind of like we could, we can, we could, we can like skip over a couple of stuff and you know make it to that forty-five minute mark today. Yeah, I was gonna say because it felt like a lot of these matches got cut short. I feel like there was a a plan because A. Script. Yeah, the first the segment Rock- went long. Oh, of course yeah. it did. Of course it, and it always does. Every time the Rock shows up, he goes off script. He does something like getting the crowd to call Austin Theory an asshole. Uh, you know, do this. Thing Every time a member of that bloodline family kicks off the show, they go long. <laughs> it don't matter if it's the rock the rock is something we haven't seen in four years it seems that anawaii family anytime they open the show they go long and people get their time cut but after this match before we get a backstage interaction between uh finn balor and and jimmy uso which i thought was interesting we see the rock and pat mcafee talking backstage and then john cena shows up this was just one of those you know, chef kiss moments, just making an opening segment, even that much more special, making the show overall that much more special, just seeing John Cena and the rock face to face on SmackDown in freaking 2023 and the crowd losing their mind. And after everything, all the bad blood, all the bullshit that these two have said about each other, they just smile and they hug Dutch. I mean, I was touched. It was nice. I I actually, I actually got it. A little bit of a tear. Out of I don't mind. believe a word you just said, but stop it. I was I was emotionally affected by it. So yeah, that was a. And he said, "Welcome back." Yeah, welcome home and to the fan. Welcome back means he's going to be here a while. I mean, welcome back. Okay, and they they put it all behind them, and let's let, let's move forward. I thought this show was like I said, match light and talking heavy but i enjoyed it tonight and it kind of moved too yeah no matches were too long and the the interviews meant something so and this is a good thing for fox to see a good thing for endeavor to see good thing for the fans to see it was a perfect to me i, I don't want to put wwe over too much <laughs> but it was it was their their best show in a in a long time 
And it reminded me of some of the shows they put on back in the years ago when they were doing those massive ratings. They would always, every time you would pick up something and read about it, oh, they didn't have but th three matches or whatever, and they talked forever, and it's when the first segment would go long. And But they still turned those numbers, and that's all anybody, like Sid says, when you turn in the numbers, that's when the money's coming. SP3, we were transported from the opening segment from 1999 to 2012 uh, in one quick little match and one commercial break here with The Rock and 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 John standing there. And I like The Rock just kind of calling Cena out for smiling because Cena did crack first as they were staring face to face at each other. But it was just, I don't know, man. This was just this is just a cool thing to see tonight. Yeah, it was just gave you just the nostalgia. Like I said, the opening segment was kind of like a fun ride of nostalgia with The Rock being there and interacting with McAfee and Theory. And then you got a fun bit of nostalgia, a call back to his last kind of major run in the company with him going face to face with Cena and kind of embracing one another. And I love McAfee being like a guy I can't see is behind you. Uh, that was a nice little, <laughs> nice little bit that he did there. So yeah, this was just a nice little moment to add on here. I would have liked see uh, the rock interacting with maybe like Jimmy Uso or Paul Heyman or, or solo Sokoa, but I'll take this. I, I I understand what Aubrey's saying here. Missed the boat with LA Knight versus The Rock. I don't know. No, if, I, no, I, I, would, I would not be surprised if LA Knight would have been like, no disrespect, but I got enough people calling me The Rock. I don't know, need to be on the same screen with you at the same damn time. Like, I would not be surprised if he said that, truthfully. After uh, Rock and Cena hugged it out, we get Finn Balor and Jimmy Uso talking backstage, and all of a sudden now we get Finn Balor making his pitch to Jimmy to reunite with Jay and be a part of the Judgment Day again. He says that there are no leaders in the Judgment Day, meaning no Roman Reigns to deal with. And look, Jimmy looked like he was considering it here, Dutch, which is making me wonder because we're sitting here wondering what exactly is the story with Jimmy Uso? What's going on here? Maybe the story is he's simply, after getting punked out his first night by himself over and over and over again, he's looking for any kind of backup, any kind of family, any kind of support system to keep him from getting his ass whooped, which is why he ran back home, why he ran back to daddy and ran back to his brothers and sisters because he didn't he didn't like being out on his own. Now maybe he's considering joining Judgment Day because, hey, they, there's a support system there. He, he, well, maybe. if he's looking, I'm confused on the whole bloodline story. If I'm just looking at it, I don't know what they're doing. When they pull it together and make it make sense, then I'll get more with it. But, yeah, he is kind of torn. He doesn't know. He has offers. What's he going to take? So, But that gives creative time to think about the centerpiece of it and where this is. And I'm sure they have an idea where they want it to go. But right now, it's to me, it's not clicking. Because I'm comparing that to what just happened. I, I, I was comparing that to uh, McAfee and Rock. I don't care what you got. It's going to play not second fiddle, but third fiddle to what they did. So I don't have time to, to talk about that right now. But they did, they're laying they're laying the groundwork down. They're laying the infrastructure down. So I see where it goes. Are you uh, confused about it, Sid? 
Yes, I am, Dutch. Yes, I am. Because it does. So that's the question you should ask there. It hasn't made sense since SummerSlam. I, and I think that people people just <laughs> no. need to accept the fact that, yes, it hasn't made sense since SummerSlam. Yes, WWE can build it back up and it can be as great as, as it was. But they also need to accept that it's a right now it's a victim of its own success and quality. The, the quality was raised in this bloodline story. So when it's below the quality of what we were getting, yeah. yes, we got to point it out. We got to say What you're it. saying is they're victim say, to the... We can't just say, oh, just be patient. It's going to be okay. It'll make sense in seven months. No, we don't have seven months. We talk about the show tonight. Uh, yeah, they're a victim to their own success is what you're saying because they had that bar way high. Now they're underneath it. But in WWE's defense tonight, that bar wasn't raised by them, but it was raised by The Rock and McAfee. They had a great first segment. I did like, though, the uh, last week we were confused about what the hell Judgment Day was doing in assisting the bloodline at the end of the show. Tonight, though, we did find out they weren't assisting the bloodline. They were assisting Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, excuse me, because they want to try to retain him and bring him over to Monday Night Raw. So at least now we get a better look at where the judgment day is. It's not that they were wanting to cozy up favors with the bloodline. They want to continue to fracture them. So at least they made, they brought that around tonight and they made that make a little bit more sense. Dutch. Well, I don't care what you had tonight It's still going to play. It's going to be undercard to the rock and McAfee. That was a, that was a standard bears for the whole show. And uh, uh, we're going to have to continue to watch SmackDown to see where they're going. Who did you say put the the Rock and the uh, Austin Theory thing together? How, uh, Triple uh, H? According to Nick Hausman of House of Wrestling, that was all Triple H. It's, and it, it, was, it was perfect. And I'm thinking, I don't think, I, I was wondering where they got that from. Because it's much better than what they usually have. And it really writes itself. So Triple H said, let me do this. Let him say, that. it's easy. But it worked, and they, they did it well. Yeah, like I said earlier, this this was the best that Austin Theory has come off looking in a in a long, long time. Uh, after we get J Jimmy and J Finn backstage, we get uh, LWO in the center of the ring. Rey Mysterio talking about how LWO, you know, helped bring him out of a bad place after he was, you know, feuding with his own son and his life had been hell. Santos Escobar says, hey, I got all the respect in the world for you. I'm proud of you for and I'm glad that you went and you won that United States championship. But I'm healthy now and I want my damn shot at the United States title. Ray kind of dekes him out there a little bit before saying, hey, all you had to do was ask. So we get a nice little baby face, baby face hug. All good. Let's go compete for this United States championship. We're good. And then things get really interesting, SP3, when Lashley and the Street Profits come down. And what I loved about this, and I'm sure it's got cut cut for, for time restraints, but the Street Profits start to do their, their little thing where they're going to start jabbing at LWO. And then you get Joaquin and Cruz saying, F that, we want the smoke. Get your ass down here in this ring right now. And unfortunately for them, that match lasted about as long as the promo exchange did. But afterwards, like two Shorter young boys... Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards, you get the Street Profits looking up at Bobby Lashley like two proud boys wanting to get the, uh, you know, praise from their daddy. And he's just like, what are you doing? Job's not finished. 
hop on those boys right now. And then they just completely leave the LWO laying. So this is, this is interesting to me. Are we going to get, it looks like we're getting Santos and Ray for the United States championship, but maybe you start working the street profits in there. Or maybe Lashley gets involved in that title picture. Cause they, they're all coming for gold. This, this is a ramp up for, for Lashley and uh, the street profits who desperately need a faction name. Yes. Just call them street <laughs> business. Like what's, what's the, why, why is it so hard? Street business. It works. They went from street profits to street business. It's all about the business now. And they, and they, I, I like them, you know, getting another win. I like if they're going to be positioned as heels, they got to be positioned against a babyface group and the LWO kind of fits the build there. I would have thought that we would have been doing maybe a Ray versus Bobby Lashley program for the U S title. If we were going in this direction, but if they're doing Ray and Santos first, and then we do uh, Ray and Lashley at the pay-per-view that could be interesting as well. Cause I don't want the Santos matchup to immediately lead to the breakup and Santos turning yeah. heel. I would like it to be a catalyst for maybe a slow burn. That's sure. fine. But yeah, I don't want it to be the breakup after that. I think after the promo today, tonight, that needs to kind of just be a friendly kind of matchup. But whoever loses is frustrated afterwards. And then maybe we can get Mysterio and uh, Lashley and put put the U.S. title back on Lashley. Why not? It was literally made for him. Uh, Dutch, what did, what did you think about this whole exchange tonight? Well, it opened a lot of doors. Sometimes if you open those doors, you have places to go. So instead of saying, well, we're locked in here, we're locked in there. No, they're not locked in anywhere. Now they can almost go in any direction they want to go because it fits. Now, I don't know what they're going to do after they open the door and go through and go in it where it goes. Then that's up to creative to decide. And they'll decide for me. And then I can make my decision later on if I liked it or not. I mean, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a fan like everybody else. So if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I'm, I'm really not a big fan of either, either group, but I'm interested to see where it goes. Make sure to get uh, your comments and questions in guys. Uh, no, let's not call them hurt business anyway. 2.0. I, I like street business. I really do. I like street business, but uh, get your comments, get your questions in. We'll get to as many of them as we can uh, before the show comes to an end tonight. Uh, the big match that was advertised all week long prior to tonight was LA Knight versus the Miz a rematch from uh payback a couple weeks back uh Knight gets the second biggest pop of the night at least to this point because John Cena hadn't come out yet but he's still massively over uh top match get, match get top three tonight yeah uh match gets a ton of time I don't know SB3 I thought this was on par with their one that they did at at payback, I don't know if it no, was. I, I felt like this was better. The the, okay. oh, the WWE the payback match was a basic ass WWE match. Like I swear, it it was like I was watching, <laughs> I was watching CPU versus CPU on WWE 2K23. Like that's how basic that match was. Like I I said, imagine a WWE match with a special guest referee. It would be that match. So this match was much better because he didn't have that crutch of a special guest referee. The crowd was hot and they just kept it pretty simple. So I thought it, I thought it was a lot better. Now, granted, I was in the live crowd at, uh, at payback. So my vantage point of it, my experience of it was vastly different than yours. So maybe that's where I'm, I'm coming down here a little bit. Dutch, what did you think of uh, this matchup tonight for LA Knight? Who gets the win with blunt force trauma? He's the one who needed to go over tonight. 
Miz is bulletproof at this point. Uh, they can finally put this behind them, and you know we can go on net for whatever's next with well, LA Knight. We'll talk about his promo in a minute, but what did you think of the match? Well, the match was okay. I mean, it wasn't anything to write home about. But like Sid said, it was a basic match. And I was watching uh, Miz. He did a couple of things that was almost the identical to his finish. It looked like to me, I said, well, he's doing his finish. He did his finish. Maybe I'm wrong. It looked like he did his finish twice out of the corner. And he didn't get a, and the guy kicked at him too. And I went, why would you do something even similar to you? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not a big fan. I'm a fan of LA Knight. I'm not a really big fan of Miz, but, but he does make you want to punch him. He is a good heel. You want to slap the living shit out of him. <laughs> it's, and he's doing his job. So I'm um, people sitting in the audience that I like this beat the, living hell out of that and he gets that type of heat he does and he's irritating as hell you want to you just want to beat the crap out of it but the match was okay finish was okay and it it, it did what it was intended to do and that was uh get la night uh, over more yeah. and i honestly it was a finish that i was praying for because the last thing we needed was some kind of shenanigan BS and then them set up another match between these two at fast lane in a couple of weeks. So this, this is over. It's done. LA Knight then gets on the horn afterwards SP three. And this is when things get interesting because he puts all of the top champions on notice. He says, Gunther, he says, uh, Ray Mysterio. He says, Seth Rollins. And then he puts some infatuation on Roman Reigns name. And then we cut backstage and we see Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa watching LA Knight cut this promo. And Solo's like, let me take care of this fool. And Heyman's like, no, 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 no. That order's got to come from Roman Reigns. We got too much other stuff going on right now. Your brother is causing all sorts of messes right now that we're going to have to go and clean up, whether it's with John Cena or anybody else, the, the Judgment Day. We got all this other stuff before we can worry about whatever LA Knight is doing. And Solo's like, well, I'm going to end all this BS tonight. We'll get to the closing segment. But LA Knight versus Roman Reigns is coming like a freight train. Like, they they laid the seeds earlier. They made the subtle little hints. It's happening. It's just a question of when. We get the report today that Roman Reigns' next match is not going to be until November uh, in Saudi Arabia. And then after that, you would have to assume either TLC or not TLC, uh, Survivor Series or uh, or the Royal Rumble after that going to be interesting to see how they continue to build up, build up LA night. And when that match does take place with Roman. Yeah. I, I think they kind of laid everything out for their premium live events after, especially after tonight where Roman reigns, you're not going to see him until crown jewel, like you said, because of the wrestling observer newsletter report. So that'll probably be AJ styles. I then you so. do, you do Roman Roman defending the title at raw rumble. That's probably L.A. night. And then WrestleMania. Sorry, Cody. It's The Rock. <laughs> it's hard the times, rock. baby. Hard, hard times. Hard times. Hard times, baby. Bloodline Judgment Day at, at, uh, at Survivor Series? I think I think they do. Um, Finn, Damian, Dom, Solo, Jimmy versus Jay. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cody, and Seth Rollins. Yeah, I can see that. 
Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Yeah, for sure. If they do, if they do a War Games or a Survivor Series matchup, I could see them doing that. Dutch, here's my question for you. Um, there, L.A. Knight is on this rocket trajectory right now. They already are teasing him getting a a WWE Universal Title opportunity. Um, chances are that's going to come at the Royal Rumble. To this point, L.A. Knight has been bulletproof he has survived a gimmick that you dubbed dead on arrival he did not win a match <laughs> for like six damn months he was basically squashed at last year's royal rumble um against uh bray wyatt and now he's still here and now he's starting to win matches and now he's being mentioned in the same breath as as roman reigns and getting segments with paul Heyman. roman reigns beat la night clean at at let's just say the royal rumble what what is what does that do for his momentum and his trajectory and does that hurt him? Damn show doesn't help him. Let me say that. See, wrestling booking, you can get somebody so hot that they're more it, it's more delicate then than it is when you're trying to heat them up. Because if you you can make a mistake trying to get a guy heated up, you can because he's not on that top tier yet. But when he gets up there and you disappoint your people, uh, if he's going to lose, uh, that could be that, – that, that is not good at all. Because when you get him hot, you want to keep him hot. And it's one of the things in booking that you just have to live with. So, I mean, we've seen the run-ins, we've seen this, we've seen that. They have to have something different, especially with a guy like L.A. Knight that got hot just by the crowd. Not they weren't trying to get him hot. Yeah, That's their choice. That's their choice. They picked him. So we'll have to wait and see. So I, I don't I – don't, I, I'm actually lost for a solution right now. If he goes against uh, Roman Reigns before WrestleMania, which is already locked down – that we think by the rock. So you have to be or Cody or Cody. I think Cody's still in hard time prison. I think for that time, if rock backs <laughs> out of it again, because the rock was the one, according to the wrestling observer, at least that's what they made it sound like today, that the rock was the one who kind of pulled out of it because for whatever reason, at least this is what Dave Meltzer at least made it sound like is that the 39 main event wasn't as big as what the rock was looking for. So I, I, I don't possibly know what else he could be looking for in this situation, but let's just say the rock says, nah, let's hold off again here. I would think Cody would be second place in that point. So that still puts LA Knight behind the eight ball here. It, it does. He would be, he would be option C at best in that scenario, but Dutch, Dutch is 100% right. Like if, uh, LA Knight, you you build him up, and then he loses to Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. That can be the death nail for him because we g literally just saw it this year with Sami Zayn. Is Sami Zayn as over as he was before Elimination Chamber as he is after? In Canada, no. yes. Everywhere else, no. Yeah, and not in Canada, he'll always be yeah. over. It's like C it's like CM Punk in, in Chicago. Well, not all so parts of Chicago. But, um, but yeah, like, like, yeah, he's always going to be over there, but like, he's not as over and he's not seen on the same level as he was before Elimination Chamber that he is now. We literally just saw it. Drew McIntyre at Clash at the Castle. Is he as over as he was before Clash at the Castle as he was as he is now after Clash at the Castle? No. 
And the whole thing that is the scary thing that if Rock is not the option at, at WrestleMania 40 and that it is Cody Rhodes, my whole issue and my whole big question has been, is Cody Rhodes going to be as hot as he was before WrestleMania 39? That's my whole question. Yes, he's getting getting pops everywhere. That's all fine and dandy. He's getting some of the biggest pops of the night on Monday Night Raw and all of that. That's great. But I wouldn't say that he's been delivering, like, you know, the best television or everything like that uh, every single week. So it's not going to be the same as he just came back from a six-month injury, a six-month hiatus. He's come back as this prodigal son. He was only back for, like, three months after coming back to the whole company. So it was basically you got you had a five months of him on television before he went to WrestleMania where he had just came from AEW. So that's as hot as he can be, honestly, when it comes to WWE. Yep. So I don't see a whole other year of him being on television every single week Getting those big pops, no matter how big the pop is, I don't see how he's going to be hotter than that come WrestleMania 40. I agree 100%. Like I say, this is a this is a job for the creative to decide, and they better sit back and look at it long and hard because they got a lot of a, a lot of things to balance. And whether they get it right, I don't know. That's their job. But we'll judge whether they get it right or not. But they're not judging how just to get a guy over. They they're judging how not to hurt him now, because we got oh we got plans for him later. Well, this what this may may hurt him if we don't get maximum uh, maximum use out of it. But we'll we'll see. Uh, is it laughable to suggest that LA Knight can <laughs> win the title? Is it like? If he gets as pop, if he continues to get more and more popular and he's getting like Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30 type reactions, and he gets a match against Roman Reigns at, at WrestleMania at, uh, at Royal Rumble, could you do some kind of an angle where LA Knight's about to get screwed because Solo's getting involved? You know, the do the whole Roman Reigns shtick, and the Rock actually comes out and helps LA Knight win the match. Could you do something like that to set up Rock and Roman at WrestleMania and put the title on LA Knight at the same time? Could you do something like that and not kill LA Knight? Well, you could. What's the match for, you can do the anything. Match for LA Knight? What's the match for LA Knight at WrestleMania? Whoever you Are, pick to win the Royal Rumble. Gunther, I don't care. Pick somebody. But that, no. Then no. <laughs> like that's that's like I'm just with this calling here with the, with the, no I know. But, what do you do but, next but I know I know you're speaking that's, what do that's you do always next? my question you can't just say oh no let's do this one moment and, oh you always have to ask the question and then what if you're in then what is not yep. good then it's not then it's a no it I'll might be good for the moment. I don't have an answer for you, but if, let me think about it for a while maybe I'll come up with a good one I'm asking I'll, you I'll tell you I'll tell you what the answer is there is no answer. So no, LA Knight does not beat Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. It, it, there's no matchup really. Come on, let's let's be honest here. LA Knight, I, I said it last week. I said it a couple of weeks ago. LA Knight is missing that great matchup that makes WWE say you can have the ball, you can have the world championship, the unit the undisputed WWE Universal Championship at WrestleMania. Until he gets that. Then I don't, I don't, I can't say, I can say, oh, him versus Gunther. Okay. Yeah, I saw that in NXT. 
It was okay. It was fine. Wasn't anything yeah. that I want to be like, yeah, that should be the main event of WrestleMania. No. <laughs> Sorry. You, you they have so many variables in this. It's very hard to pinpoint something because tonight we were covered up with stars. We were covered up with, you know, McAfee, The Rock. And that Cena. took precedence over everything else. Cena, that took precedence over everything else. So if you can try to compare this bunch to, to what, what we had, it's a, it's a tough decision to make. It helped the guys who were in these segments with them because it made them look like stars. But for them to go off on their own at this point, uh, that'd be a tough road to hope. And they're doing good. They they are they're doing great. What I hear on the road on their on their house shows, they're doing good. They're doing good on the ratings. So things are looking good. So I don't think they want to outrun themselves right now. And a, they're going to they're shout. like us. They say what now? That's what. That's a what? That's a good shout. L.A. Knight versus Stone Cold. That's a good shout. Not for the title. Think, no, not for the, <laughs> not for the main but, event. The, the thing the thing about that question is, and then what with LA Knight, if you haven't beat Roman Reigns, right? The, it, it, it's hard to decipher because we're sitting here now in September. The Royal Rumble's not to the end of January. We don't know who's going to be hot. We don't know if some kind of natural occurrence is going to happen that's going to turn a popular babyface heel. Like, does the crowd start to turn on Cody to the point where you could turn him heel and then do Cody versus LA Knight for the WWE Universal Championship at WrestleMania next year? Always a possibility. Hell, SP3, we don't know who's going to be in the company come January because there are contracts over in AEW that are expiring. Could CM Punk be in WWE by then? That would throw a monkey wrench into everything. Cody, that's how you finish that, that the story. Would. You face CM Punk at WrestleMania 40. CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes. The Rock versus the uh, Roman Reigns. Jimmy versus Jey Uso. Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley. That's how you sell out Lincoln Financial Field, folks. Mm. I mean, I'm liking it. I, somebody in the chat earlier, though, did say Cody versus MJF at WrestleMania. I don't know when MJF's contract is up, but we've been hearing about the bidding war for 2024 for two years now. If he ends up in the company, you could do that, and then you could do LA Knight and uh, yeah. LA Knight and CM Punk. You could do that, but... I don't know. SB3 is blowing me off there, so we'll we'll move on. Uh, we had a nice segment. No, there. I, said, I said, yeah, it's cool, Doc. <laughs> we get uh, we get a backstage segment with Pretty Deadly tonight that I thought was uh, pretty entertaining. Nothing to write home about though, but uh, we get an update on Elton's injury. Says he should be back in the ring here soon. Backstage segment I thought was intriguing between Bailey and Dakota. Dakota basically telling uh, Bailey to get her head out of her ass and get her head in the game because she's been focused way too much on Shotzi lately and needs to get ready for Asuka. Uh, she does not, uh, Dutch. Uh, Shotzi shows up doing her best, uh, I guess, pinhead impersonation, uh, chasing after uh, Bailey tonight. And what I what I laughed at, what I truly laughed at, is prior, I, I laughed to, prior to the match tonight, Dakota says, you know I have your back. And then the second that... Shotzi shows up and I get it because Dakota's injured and she's on a no contact list. But the second that Shotzi shows up, Dakota's not even in the camera shot. She is no. nowhere to be found. I don't know why she said that or why they had her drop that line in. If you know that she cannot physically get involved and actually have Bailey's back tonight, EO was off training. That's why she wasn't on the show tonight. But 
regardless, Oscar gets the win. They continue the build with Bailey and Shotzi, and then next week we get uh, we get Io and and Oscar for the title. But Shotsky and Oscar didn't shake hands. They looked like they were going to fist bump. They looked like they were going to, and then they. Yeah, camera cut away too soon. I don't know if they did that on purpose or not. I think so. They never really made it up. I think they were running out of time. There's that. (laughs) There's that. There's only two seconds. (laughs) There's definitely that. Um, I don't know if John Cena was supposed to say anything in the main event tonight, but uh, he didn't uh, because that's how strapped for time that they were. But we'll talk about the women. We're bringing up the women's division here. Not a lot of action tonight for them storyline progression kind of maintenance work that they did tonight but prior to the rock showing up the big news that happened this week dutch i don't know if you saw it uh is reported that not only is jade cargill's time in aew coming to an end reportedly there is a massive belief that she is going to be in wwe sooner rather than later she came back last week saturday night on collision to attack uh chris statlander to come back for her tbs championship and we're like, oh, okay, cool. They're going to do a nice program with this. You know, they can run this out all the way to full gear. And then the strangest damn thing happened on Wednesday, SP3, as they announced that Jade Cargill would be facing Chris Statlander for the TBS Championship, a pay-per-view matchup tonight on Rampage, which I've timed this out perfectly. Rampage is now over. Jade Cargill lost that match clean as a damn sheet tonight to Chris Statlander, and we get the reports. That match was filmed Wednesday here in Cincinnati um, with former Red Brandon Phillips in the front row watching it. So fitting for that. But regardless, Jade loses. Her time in AEW is apparently up, and she is coming to WWE, which makes a ton of sense for why this match happened when it did, Dutch. Uh, Your thoughts on Jade showing up here in WWE? She'd be a great fit. Because that girl looks good, works good. And this is when she's going to learn to work. When she gets in the WWE, they're going to say, listen, we're going to take a lot of your stuff out, and we're going to teach you how to work. And this is where this is where she's going to advance. So we could be talking. And she has a couple of opponents already lined up because uh, Jade is a pretty big girl. And Nia Jax is a pretty big girl. And uh, the other Rodriguez is a pretty big girl. So she has some opponents waiting for her. It's tailor-made for her. So I'm, pr- I'm proud for her because what did she run her record to in AEW? 43-0 and or more? 60-0. and Yeah. 60-0. and Damn. A lot so of those were more- enhancement matches, but still, yes, she ran it up to 60-0. Those, those were her versions of Goldberg beating uh- – uh, Hugh Morris, but uh, regardless, SP3, um, this is this is very interesting because you have Jade Cargill like just a month ago, month or two ago, doing interviews where she's like, AEW is where I want to be. I don't want to go anywhere else. Now, granted, she's still under contract and wrestlers lie all the time because they don't want to shake up their standing with the company that they're still with. But you, you hear reports from Sean Rossap, again, Fightful Select, saying things like, this deal has nothing to do with money. What? What the what the hell is this? What the hell is this deal? What the hell? What the hell is he thinking? I mean, she <laughs> they they had a lot of time there where they weren't doing much with her other than just parading her around like a show pony. Like basically, like she is an attraction. She is an attraction. She you you don't see women like her on on television. Okay, so she's very unique in that sense. Um, 
But yeah, they didn't really do anything of substance with her, even during the meat of her TBS title run. No, they did not, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, they were given you know, a they diamond. Got a, I, I've heard this in wrestling. They have things called angles. But I don't know if she ever did one. She never lost a title or anything. Did they do angles with her? Yeah, they did some angles. And she did would an win? angle with, with, with Little Bow Wow. That, that, uh, WrestleMania 40. WrestleMania 40. Jade Cargill versus Bow Wow. There we go. Going down. There you go. Book it. But yeah, they got given a diamond. <laughs> Jay Cargill had an athletic background, her presentation. Look at her. Like, it just Look made her. her so different from everybody. She looked like Storm ripped out of the freaking comic books from X-Men. And she comes from, a, you know, she's with Brandon Phillips. So she comes from money. She's a good right there already. And then they, they treated her well when they first started her out with the whole undefeated streak, making her the first TBS champion, having her train with Brian Danielson and William Regal. And, you know, they were doing well. She was working with, with girls like Thunder Rosa and stuff like that, Nyla Rhodes. And then they just had that diamond, and they started getting dust on that diamond. They started not caring for that diamond so much. So that's why I said this week, AEW has just handed WWE their next top female star. Like, I want to see all these matches in WWE a lot more than I want to see anything in AEW. I'll be honest with you at this point. Mm -hmm. Jade Cargill versus Bianca Belair. Oh, my God. As the black representative of this of this podcast of this review show here i just want to let dutch mantel rick uccino and the viewers of smack talk know when bianca belair and jay cargo happens at a wrestlemania black wrestling fans are going to treat it like uh black panther just came out again <laughs> it's going to be like wakanda forever you're going to see people going to wrestlemania in dashikis they're going to be wearing rope chains and adidas tracksuits and it's gonna be oh my god! It's gonna be the Million Man March and and the Magic Johnson Theater just opened up all in one in one match when Jay Cargo goes against Bianca Belair. It's gonna be the greatest moment in Black wrestling history. Uh, that I, might happen. I have, I, that might happen. I have made it forty. To be honest, I have never heard a rant like that before. <laughs> I'm gonna have to save that and play it back. You know, SP3 it, it was good. Funny. It's funny. Um, there, there's there's two times in my life that I have been the only white person in a movie theater. It was next Friday and Black Panther. All right. So uh, <laughs> so I get it. I get what you're saying. And I totally I, I agree with you. That was an experience watching Black Panther, man. It was an experience just soaking in the reactions and the culture of everything. So I get it. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't get it, but I get where you're going to. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, sign me up. Because right now, if Rhea's going against Becky, I don't know what Bianca's match is. Now, unless it's Charlotte, right? Unless it's Bianca Charlotte, unless that's what they're working towards it, for WrestleMania. It seems like they are kind of working towards kind of that because they didn't give it to us. Yeah, but you know what? Bag that. Bag that right now because Jade versus Bianca is better. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. But Jay Cargill coming to NXT and beating Becky Lynch for the NXT Women's Championship doesn't seem like that bad of a of a thing to come into the company with. If her if her signing is imminently like a PW Insider reported, I think that's the move. Do, I mean, do you think she needs to go to NXT? 
I think she needs a little bit more grooming and developing in the ring. What do you think, Dutch? No, they can make that a big deal and then take whatever they do down there and bring it to the main roster. I mean, tell the story there and then go back and you know how WWE, they're great at putting things together. Oh, my God. You know, all those outtakes and everything, and they can put it all together. Now, she comes in, and the people that don't know her don't have to know her because WWE is going to make her. And then when they do what Sid said, she's over. Jade they Parker. can probably do that in a couple of weeks. That's all they need. You put the WWE production machine behind yep. somebody like a Jade Cargill, who already is a big stadium attraction. I mean, that's... What more could you ask for? That's that's Derek Jeter and pinstripes. Like that's that's the perfect match. That's exactly what you want. So yeah, Jay, they wouldn't even have to do much. Her first few matches in no. WWE could be smoke and mirrors, and it wouldn't. It, honestly, it wouldn't matter a whole lot. Like the, her presentation, she'll be presented as that major star, and I think it'll work. But I, I honestly think they, they, I trust WWE enough that they could come up with a plan to introduce her properly, whether it comes to NXT or the main roster. Where I don't trust WWE is she's a women's superstar. So at some point, the, the booking is going to falter because that's just what WWE does. That's also why I wanted to go to Michael Hickenbottom. He knows how to book women. <laughs> I don't I don't trust I don't trust Paul Levesque. I trust Paul Levesque as much as I trust Antoine Khan. Mm. <laughs> they are kind of similar. Mm -hmm. Don't like each other very much, but they are kind of similar. Mm hmm. Giving similar answers in, in the press conferences, too. Making let me up ask numbers. you something. Making up numbers. Making up numbers, let me, too. Let me ask you something, guys. Yes. You know what I miss in WWE right now? The original Thunder. music. The original music. You see, when, when you had Stone Cold come out there, you had The Rock come out there. When you had this, and Cena come out there. I mean, the, the crowd would just immediately come up. Now the music is so generic for these new guys. And I think they miss Jim Johnson quite a bit. What they, happened they, to him anyway? What happened to him? Well, he got let go back in like 2013, 2014. And then they hired a CFO who did a great job with like the, the original NXT era, like the Sasha Banks theme, the mm. Kevin Owens theme that we still hear to this day, Worlds Apart, uh, the Sami Zayn theme that's so popular that that was back, that came back this year. Uh, they came up with Nakamura, Bobby Roode. They came mm. up with all that stuff. Mm. And then they Thanks. got let go around like 2020 and they brought in deaf rebel which is just like sounds like oh my god they are just they they have made i mean the only songs i've liked so far is like maybe gunther's gunther's is i've warmed up to that one roman roman yeah that one is really good the new jimmy oso theme is really good and the it solo starts theme. off slow but it hits you know about 10 seconds yeah. in. Yeah. The solo and solo's theme is really good, but it's like few and far between with Death Rebel. Yeah. Okay. But I, I miss I miss that identifying music. I haven't I haven't paid attention to the music since I well quite a Honestly, while. everything sucks to me anymore compared to what AEW does because they're shelling out the money for the commercial music. Like yep. just and a lot of money. A lot of money. You're paying, money. you're paying, what was it, Europe? You're paying Europe for Final Countdown? Holy crap. You're you're shelling out a ton of money. You just, you got 
the, the collision theme. What was that? Phil Collins? You're like, you're like, or Elton John? Elton me? John. Yeah, Elton, Elton John. John. You're playing Elton John every Saturday night. Every Saturday night on a show that's averaging 450,000 viewers. Come the hell on now. Like, you're shelling out money. It's not for averaging 450,000. Whatever. What is it averaging? So it's about five. 500 Oh, That wasn't a shot, by the way. I've always maintained yeah, that. That was is, a shot. No, that yeah. no. I've always maintained on a Saturday Straight. night. On Saturday nights, you should always be focusing more on the gates than what the quote unquote ratings are because more people are probably going to be watching that on DVR because Saturday night's a go out night. So you put on the biggest show, you you sell as many tickets as you can you put on a bunch of local advertising and try to pack the house on the that's what they should be doing with collision and not worrying about what the live audience figures are because they're going to get more people who are watching it on dvr in the back end that's just my theory anyway um regardless i don't know how we got on this topic of conversation but let's move on to our main event segment tonight grayson waller effect grayson says john cena's stock is fading faster than his hairline oh my god i thought I saw that ball spot. I mean, I'm getting ball back here, but I swear to God, that's almost the whole his whole back of his head. I mean, if you're sitting up high and on TV, it 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 jumps at you. You know, I don't I know why they don't. You. I kind of respect it. I respect it though. He's like, screw it, it's me. You know, this is this is what my hair looks like. Well, maybe, but it doesn't. I think it detracts from him. I think I don't know why they don't put something in there to like darken his scalp a little more to at least skin color get, get the hollywood <laughs> make, get the hollywood makeup people out there oh they oh they got enough i don't know why he doesn't cover it up but i don't know that's, why that's neither here nor there i'm just uh, yeah mikey yeah, ruckus does great work yes he does for the original themes yes absolutely um but yeah i don't know why he doesn't just go back to the complete like buzz like buzz because that went like all the way up kind of like a brock lesnar and they did the fade thing that would hide it really well as well but anyway uh, i also thought grayson <laughs> had a nice dion reference in there says uh when john finally comes down john does not get to talk right away because grayson is talking to smack says john doesn't want to be a uh an in-ring competitor anymore hasn't been the same since he lost to theory at wrestlemania and then cena takes exception to that he gets up like he's about to whoop some ass uh waller says please sit down this is a talk show not a fighting segment and then we get jimmy who comes out and i actually like this sp3 he, he he danced around it for a little bit but he got to the whole point he gets up and seen his face because he wants redemption for cena punking him out two weeks ago so he goes right he steps right up to john cena and says basically bring it like pull pulls a rock and says let's go like what are you going to do about it and then we get solo who comes down and we get the nice little swerve. He gets right up in Cena's face, which wouldn't mind seeing that matchup. Then he goes around and grabs Jimmy, like he's going to give him the spike. And then he gives the super kick to uh, to John Cena. AJ Styles comes down and makes the save. That was probably the dark tag match, which I'm sure we'll probably get maybe a fast lane this matchup. But regardless, uh, overall, what do you think of the main event segment tonight? John Cena did not speak, which I think was probably done on purpose or maybe for time restraints. But you already had the rock cutting a promo. You didn't need John Cena to talk tonight. Yeah, yeah, it made it made sense. We've already seen Cena go uh, promo for promo with Grayson Waller already, so that didn't that was fine to do it with that, and then it transitioned into what could be a main event for Fastlane with uh, Cena and AJ Styles going against the Bloodline, and 
Uh, you, you still see that there's some type of dissension between Solo and Jimmy, and you can see that we're pretty much in limbo when it comes to the bloodline. And this is what we're left with is Solo and Jimmy representing the bloodline, probably against uh, Cena and AJ Styles. But at least it's new guys going yeah. against the bloodline. So, hey, AJ Styles is in there. We've seen Cena kind of go against the bloodline. So there's some history there as well. So that works. And there's also the history between Cena and AJ Styles, which I, of course you can have if you want to, you know, build a couple of weeks of television behind that. You can have Heyman kind of be the instigator and bring up their history against one another to kind of uh, draw some dissension there since there's already, already dissension between Jimmy and Solo. So there's a lot of ways they can go about this, but I thought it was overall a solid enough segment. Dutch, I, I like the idea of this tag team match taking place. One, because John Cena has already said, hey, look, what you got out of me at WrestleMania this year against Theory, that's pretty much what I have left in the tank. So those are the kind of matches that he's going to be able to have, which it wasn't a bad match. But when you put it up against every other match on the WrestleMania card that weekend, for the most part, it just paled in comparison to what the, the other talents were able to put together. You put him in a tag team match where AJ Styles can go out there and do all the pomp and circumstance and, and put on the really great stuff. Have John Cena get the hot tag. He does the five moves of doom. Everybody goes home happy, right? Like, I think that's a pretty good setup they got there. Well, that's a, a match that puts itself together. I think if you put them all in a room, say, I don't know how much time you're going to need, guys, 15 minutes. That's, that's like stepping out the door and running down to the the convenience store to get a to get a coke or something. I mean, they could do that. They could do that in their sleep. Yeah. So it's a way to keep everybody busy, keep it entertaining for the fans, and they'll have a good match, a really good match. So do they do? Do do, do they film uh, fast lane on the same night? Say they do SmackDown or no? No, that'll be Saturday, October eighth, okay. I think. Mm -hmm. I can, I can, yeah so in yeah, indianapolis so. that'd be good so we're we're not, a, not that I, far away I, we're I, only three weeks yeah i hadn't put a lot of thought behind it so see i didn't watch wrestling for like i don't know before i went on this show hell i never even watched wrestling so when sid is giving me the history i'm going god i'm lost i don't know what the hell he's talking about you feel like you're in high school again just get no, and i'm going Okay, okay, I got it. I got Lewis it. They got, history. What? they got history. So, but you watched it as a fan or watched it, and I didn't. So I, I just got away from it. But I'm I'm back now. So, but that's what I do. What what did I say? Anything? I, I don't know. It was brilliant. Though. But that's what I would do. I would say, hey guys, look, this is it. I'll be I'll be back in a minute. Work it out, and I'm then I would leave for like thirty minutes. Then come back. What you, what you got? No, what what do you got? What do you got going on? Tell the fine folks. <laughs> oh, it's the same thing, guys. Hey, I have a University of Dutch diploma that is for purchase. So if you write to me at Dirty Dutch Mantel with two L's at gmail.com and ask me about it. And it is a let's see if I got it right here it's somewhere. It it's a beautiful a diploma. I have a seal on it, and it is signed by the dean of the university, Dirty Dutch Mantel, and the provost, which is Zeb Coulter. You get two, mm. two autographs, and 
It's a it's a PhD in the wrestling arts. It's what you get. Write to me there, and I'll tell you how to get one. Man, the two stashes of Dutch. That's big right there. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Sid, send me your address and send me your address, uh, Mr. Uh, Auckland over there. Send me your address too, and uh, I will. <laughs> Is this like an honorary you. doctorate? Can I call myself? Uh, no, no, yes, you will have a PhD in wrestling arts. Yes. Yeah, now we right. have to call you. We do have to call you doctor. Man, there's a lot doctor. of doctor. Doctor Rick. There's a lot of Dr. Eugenos, but it's all on my uncle's side of the family. So I think I'd be the first one on my dad's side. So that would be cool. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, SP3, what you got going on True Hill Heath this weekend? Uh, we'll be live tomorrow. The True Hill Heath flagship podcast, 11.05 a.m. Eastern time. It will be myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and the True Draw Josh. who will be talking about The Rock's return. What does that mean? For WrestleMania 40, we're going to be talking about Jade Cargill leaving AEW for WWE and much, much more. So join us live talking about this week in wrestling, 11.05 a.m. Eastern time, the True Hill Heat flagship podcast. Follow him on Twitter or X uh, at True Heel SP3, him at Dirty D Mantel. Follow me at Rick Uccino as it's spelled on the screen here. And by the way, check out my pinned tweet because this week I got to talk to John Moxley, ahead of AEW Dynamite in Cincinnati. Um, which is typically what happens when uh, he's in, they have a show in Cincinnati. I get to talk with him. So it's kind of an annual thing, but uh, he had a lot of really great nuggets in there talking about, I mean, when a man drops the fact that he has like the arthritis of a 72 year old man at this point, or at least that's what a doctor told him. That's just the throwaway line from this conversation with John. He had really, really great stuff to say about Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho, uh, Terry Funk and, and, and so much more. So check that out. I also have a conversation. Did he, with did, he did he knock anybody? Um, maybe Vince a little bit. Well, if he didn't Vince knock anybody, I'm not, Vince a little if bit. He didn't, had if he a didn't nice knock line. a bunch of people, I'm not interested in reading it or seeing yeah, it. Yeah, that that tends to be I the mean, problem. He got to be he got to be negative as hell. He needs to say screw this guy, screw that guy, and he tried to screw me. And this all that's what I'm interested in hearing. Yeah, that's that's kind of why my interviews don't do well because I like to focus on positive things. But anyway, let me ask you. Let me yeah. ask you something. Who was the guy that? Uh, that allegedly robbed a bunch of podcasters. He's cast one or cast. His name is. I can't remember his name, but Cornette brought it out. Have you heard oh, about not, that? No, if Cornette said it. No, I have not heard about it. Well, he had this podcast company and they're owed like hundreds of thousands of dollars and he's filed bankruptcy. He was late, late, late. So funny you hadn't read about that. I'm gonna send it to you. Sure, send it on. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm not bankrupt, and I'm a podcaster. I got an interview with Chelsea Green dropping on Monday as well. One half of the WWE Women's Tag. Tell her, I, tell her I said hello. Uh, yeah, tell her, tell her I said hello too. And I'll check out my chats with uh, Nick Wayne and the best friends over on yes, the do it. YouTube. Do it. Do it. Do it. Follow us all on Twitter and have a hell. Oh, by the way, you can hear me Sunday on Sirius XM NFL radio uh, covering the Bengals and Ravens. So other than that, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week. 10.05 Eastern Standard Time talking about SmackDown here on Smack Talk. Peace.